Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this Tuesday night, Tuesday of the Egg Bowl. Appreciate you guys being here, hanging out, being a part of the show as you always are. So, uh, it's keys to the game and live chat night. So I did uh, three keys for Ole Miss, three keys for Mississippi State as well, if you want to hear it. And then, of course, a, a long uh, live chat as well, uh, getting you ready for the Egg Bowl. Just, uh, oh gosh, we are inside of two days away. So we are, let's see, 40, 44 hours from when I'm talking to you right now uh, on this Tuesday night away from uh, from the game beginning. So hope you enjoy it. Glad you're with me. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Just search Rebel Report in your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website if your Mississippi business uh, is in need of office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, IT projects, whatever it is. If it's tech, if it's in the office and your business needs it, check them out online at absms.com. Tell them I sent you, and you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. That's absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got 16 locations here in Mississippi, so there's likely one in your backyard. They have an online banking platform like all banks do, but theirs is a one-stop shop. So all you need is uh, an internet connection and you can manage your money in every in any way that you need to as opposed to having to have multiple apps to do so. And um, yeah, Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So here it is, live chat, keys to the game, all that good stuff, getting you ready for the Egg Bowl. Thank you for tuning in. Here that is right now, and I'll talk to you guys after the game. Uh, I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm just going to dive right in uh, because the start of this was so clunky. Uh, three keys for both Ole Miss and State. And when I'm done with that, we will get to the chat and do our usual thing. Number one, key number one for Ole Miss is protect. They have got to pass protect. And, you know, that's kind of obvious, right? You got to protect your quarterback in games that you want to win. But it's especially important in this one. And, and here is why because I do not think that Mississippi State secondary can contain Ole Miss's trio of wide receivers. The only team in the country that have three players with more than 700 yards receiving uh, is uh, is Ole Miss. I think that Mississippi State is going to try to take Trey Harris out of the game, but Watkins and Wade are, are both uh, so incredibly capable, and Mississippi State secondary has been um, underwhelming uh, this year. So if Ole Miss can protect, which, you know, I mean, that's a, a big if. If, if Jaden Williams cannot play uh, for Ole Miss, the shuffling that they did on the offensive line last Saturday, I know they, they were very vanilla and kind of sleepwalking, but still didn't inspire a, a whole lot of confidence. And one thing Mississippi State can do well, especially with Watson, more on him uh, in a second, 
is get after the quarterback. So if they can protect Jackson Dart, if he does have time to throw the football, I think that he will uh, have great success against this Mississippi State secondary. Running the game to me, uh, the running game to me for Ole Miss is not as important because I do think that there is a pretty significant mismatch with Ole Miss's receivers plus quarterback in Mississippi State's uh, secondary. So I think really if they can protect Dart, it doesn't matter what they do on the ground. Uh, I'm not... You know, of course, Judkins and and Bentley are good players and they're capable, but I think that they aren't as important here as Harris and Watkins and Wade and Priestcorn in protecting Dart because if you can let him throw, uh, he will have success doing so against this defense. Number two, limit turnovers. Ole Miss is a big favorite. Uh, Every Mississippi State fan I've interacted with this week and that has texted into the radio show have had the same premise. They all think that they are going to get smoked. Why do they think that? It's not pessimism. It's, you know, I mean, as we sit here on this Tuesday, one one team is better uh, than the other on paper. Well, how in a rivalry game on the road do you keep your opponent in the game? You give them opportunities that they would not have otherwise. Turnovers, knock on wood, Ole Miss fans. You are really good at protecting the football. Jackson Dart has thrown five interceptions this year. Uh, I think you've lost one fumble. Uh, the other interception from your team was the uh, was the holder on a botched field goal snap, but that's another thing that you cannot do. Um, it, but especially turnovers. Ole Miss has been a very good team at not turning the football over. That's how you keep a lesser opponent in a rivalry game on the road. In the game, you give them opportunities. Uh, So that's key number two. Just limit your turnovers. Uh, If you don't give them free chances, it's going to be hard for them to to win this game. And finally, get State off schedule. I think Mississippi State is going to try to line up and and run the football at Ole Miss. I mean, Louisiana Monroe kind of was able to do that. And more importantly, I don't think, based on what I've seen this season, not just this past Saturday, but this season, I'm not sure that that – I'm not particularly confident in, in Will Rogers' ability to to win a game on his own. I, I think that Mississippi State is going to have to really have success running the football to open things up otherwise. So if Ole Miss is able to keep Mississippi State off schedule, if the first down runs go for two or fewer yards frequently, uh, then Ole Miss is going to win the game because I, I have uh, I don't have as much confidence in Will Rogers to win this game, quote unquote, by himself than I do. Jackson Dart. Ole Miss does have the advantage at at the quarterback position in this game. So if you are able to keep State off schedule running the football, uh, paired with State's issues uh, protecting the quarterback and Ole Miss's propensity to be able to get after the passer, uh, that that would ultimately, I think, lead to a long night for State. So if they can stop the run on early downs, uh, then Ole Miss is going to have success defensively and they're going to win the game. So the three keys for Ole Miss, protect because if you do, you have a mismatch. Uh, do not uh, turn the football over. You've been good at that this year. That's how you keep a, a rival on the road in the game. And number three, if you can keep Mississippi State off of their offensive schedule, I think that they're going to test Ole Miss's run defense and do it a lot. If you respond, you will win. If not, this thing can get dicey. Turning the page over to Mississippi State, key number one for me, create Havoc, and they're capable of doing so. Watson leads the SEC in a lot of categories, uh, but one of them being sacks. I would, if I were Mississippi State, just let him loose, let him uh, pin his ears back and just get after Jackson Dart. He's he's good at that, and uh, you need to see if Ole Miss can actually stop that with the issues that they've got going on 
uh, on the offensive line if Williams can't play or, or if he's limited or whatever. Uh, you got to test that and try to create havoc. Be willing to take risks as well. Uh, try to create turnovers. Try to jump routes, that kind of stuff. Mississippi State, if they're going to win this game, it's going to start with Watson uh, at linebacker. I mean, he's he's going to have to be the catalyst of that defense. He's going to have to create havoc, but they're going to have to do that uh, as an entire unit. Try to force turnovers, jump routes, that kind of stuff. They're going to have to have explosive defensive plays because I don't think as a whole they're going to be able to just consistently stop Ole Miss's offense. Well, how do you level that playing field? You create havoc. You create negative plays, tackles for loss, and turnovers. And it starts with their star on defense, and that's Buki Watson. Number two, catch the damn ball is my key number two. Um, you know, Rodgers wasn't as bad on Saturday as his stats indicated, but Mississippi State's receivers dropped the football. And that's kind of been a thing uh, for them all year. They are talented at wide receiver. At least we think they are. They haven't really uh, been given the opportunity to showcase that talent this year because of the issues that they've had at quarterback. But when the ball is thrown to you and it is on target, catch the damn ball. There are, uh, there were anyway, um, opportunities for Mississippi State to create explosive plays and separate from Southern Miss, and they weren't able to do that. Um, Will Rogers doesn't take downfield shots all that often, and when he does and when he puts it on the money, catch the freaking football. Because if they have a drop problem like they had last Saturday and really like they've had at points the last couple of years uh, uh, with that receiver core, then you're not beating Ole Miss. If the explosive plays are there and the quarterback puts it on the money, my gosh, man, got to catch the ball. And finally, own field position. I think that Mississippi State is going to have to win this game uh, on atypical things. So uh, this is going to sound kind of goofy, but like a good punting night, which they haven't really had that that much this season, but they have to win things on special teams. The return game for State is uh, is really, really good. You don't necessarily have to score in the return game, but uh, flip the field with the return game. Give your offense shorter fields. I mean, that's, that, that's what helped them uh, against Southern Miss. I don't think this State offense is capable of sustaining long drives for four quarters really against anybody. And so uh, there, there's one area where State has been good this year, and it's in the return game. So can uh, can you use that to your advantage and create shorter fields for yourself? They have to win the special teams battle. They have to own the field position battle, play with shorter fields, and make Ole Miss play with longer fields. I don't think if if that if the field position is quote unquote equal. If you look, if you were to come down to me and say starting field position for each team is basically the same, Mississippi State's going to lose the game. I think they have to win that if they're going to have a chance in this one. So, again, create havoc, tackles for loss, turnovers, starting with Nathaniel Watson in the middle. Catch the damn football if the explosive plays are going to be there. You've got to capitalize. If not, you have absolutely no shot. And finally, own the field position battle, win on special teams. And uh, if they don't do that, I don't think that they will win the game. So, that's my spiel. That was 11 minutes. Well, I'm talking a lot without your input. Let's change that. Let's get to the chat right now, and uh, we'll have a good uh, rest of uh, rest of our night here. Ole Miss is number 12 in this week's college football playoff rankings here in the final stretch. Yeah, so, I mean, what you're looking for, right, you need Florida State to not – you need to get in front of Louisville and you need Florida State to not make the 14-team the playoff, right? You only want one ACC team to make the playoff. So that's one 
I mean, you can, in theory, jump Penn State if you look really, really good and they don't. I mean, the, the res- Ole Miss's resume is better than Penn State's. So, I mean, if you're impressive in the final week, it's clear after hearing the committee chair's answer on Tennessee and, and where they are ranked that those people are just making shit up as they go along. Um, but so be rooting for Michigan State. Uh, root for Kentucky because you want to be ahead of Louisville. Um, root for Arkansas. I mean, there's a lot of football left. If if you win on Thursday, I, I just I don't see everything else going to uh, to chalk. I really don't. College football doesn't work that way. So um, if Ole Miss can just win and, and look impressive doing it, then I think that they will end up making that uh, making that access bowl. But um, we will uh, we will have to see. The committee is clearly just making it up as they go along. Again, based on the answer that we got about Tennessee, um, and also. Same committee chair said that uh, Travis's injury at Florida State doesn't impact anything at all, where last year, Hinton Hooker's injury impacted Tennessee. So they are completely just making it up, and, and I can't stand the process, the rationale, the way they operate. I, I think, frankly, it is, uh, it is really, uh, really bad. So anyway, what's up, William? Glad to see you. Bo, happy Egg Bowl week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> A key, uh, my key to the game is for state is a miracle. You know, people keep doing the, uh, you know, crazy things happen in the egg bowl. And and I understand that, but um, I mean, weren't we in a similar situation uh, to this in 2011 where, where Ole Miss had fired their coach and I know they were on the road in that game and state is at home, but I mean, state was just significantly better than Ole Miss in 2011 and, and Ole Miss went in there uh, with a with a lame duck and just kind of got smoked, right? I don't think 2017 is the same thing since Freeze was, oh, excuse me, Freeze resigned uh, in the summer. But um, it, I don't necessarily think a, a miracle is required, but I understand what you mean. Almost needs to win, then hope Missouri, Penn State, or Florida State and Louisville lose for NY6. Yes. You think the committee has it right? Resume in a place to trump eye test or, quote, who's the best team? SEC title game aside, Texas over Bama as they should be. Jordan Travis or not, FSU poised to be in. Yeah, I I mean, here's my issue with them, though, is Penn State and Missouri. I mean, has Missouri really passed an eye test now? I mean, I know they played Georgia close, but so so did Vanderbilt. I mean, Missouri and Georgia lost to Van, or Missouri and Vanderbilt had like a similar game to Georgia. So, I mean, is that really what is trumping resume? Uh, I, I just, I disagree with that. The, the games, the material games have to matter more than what we think. And and everybody's obsessed about what we think. Well, we think Alabama is better than Texas. Well, we saw them play against each other and that game has to matter if the records are equal. Now, Ole Miss and Missouri haven't played each other, but they have a common opponent, one won and one lost and the resume itself is better. So I just – I don't agree with with how the committee is, is doing rankings this year. It usually works itself out. It, it tends to do that. But um, I think this process is incredibly flawed, and, and I can't stand the fact that there are some people that think that, Chase, I'm taking a shot at you, and you know I love you, man. Um, there are people that think that four is right, and you listen to the committee describe why they make their decisions – and four is not right, that, that we can't allow these people in their flawed process to continue. I know it's the same people, but at least more teams get in. And so if you're one left out, there is at least a, 
well, there's a game in there that you lost and you probably shouldn't. Right now, it's kind of just an arbitrary joke, and, and I can't stand it. Key to the game for State, come out throwing haymakers and hope something lands. If you get knocked out early, so be it. Losing by one and losing by 40 are the same thing at this point. I agree with that. I mean, when you're not expected to win the game, take risks early, you know? I know it's kind of goofy, but like trick plays. Uh, throw throw some things at Ole Miss that they haven't seen uh, before. Uh, go for it, because what the hell? I mean, you're an interim coach. The staff is probably all going to be gone. A new guy's coming in soon. Nobody expects you to win the game. So just essentially, what, what remember what we used to say back in the day? YOLO? Thanks, uh, Drake. YOLO. Wasn't it Drake? I don't know. I'm not up on the pop culture stuff. I'm really embarrassing myself. It's fine. Um, but yeah, just throw caution to the wind and say, screw it. Just see, see what we can pull out of our, you know what? So you think this egg bowl is one that could look like the Ole Miss Auburn game, but more lopsided. My question though, is how will state score more than 21 to 24 points to keep up with? Um, I, I don't know. I I mean, they struggled for the most part. I know they put 41 points on the board, but um, that they had a turnover deep in Southern Miss territory. They had a pick six mixed in there. I mean, they had 26 points on the board midway through the fourth quarter against one of the best def- or one of one of the worst, excuse me, one of the worst defenses uh, in in Division One football. So um, they may end up coming out and scoring a lot of points, but as of this moment, there's not really a whole lot of reason to think that they can score a lot of points on really anybody. And so I, I don't know if they're going to get uh, to that number. It's going to take uh, some mistakes from Ole Miss's part and a special night from State's part to get there. They're just, uh, I mean, you, you saw some different things uh, last Saturday than you did most of the season, but it's it's largely the same offense quarterback by the same guy. And um, I, there's just not much you can change in just a few days. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the short time between Saturday and Thursday does – make you think that there's less time to add new stuff, if that makes sense. I'm I'm sure they'll try. It's just, it's not, not the same. Does State have a chance to make a bowl, even if they lose the egg with APR? Apparently so. Uh, I I would reject that, but whatever. How high up the margin of victory ladder can 2023 Ole Miss climb? That's your one question of the game as a state fan. I hear you. Now, the one I don't see this as a game, 42-17. If Lane takes his foot off the pedal, which I doubt he will, he will not. I don't I, I don't think that uh, he will. Feels like the line is a touchdown short right now. I can't help but wonder if Dart's uh, ailments are keeping that line down. That That's kind of my – I mean, I know he played and he's going to play, and I know what Chris Lowe said. And I, I mean, Jackson Dart's going to play. So don't worry about that. But he is banged up to to some degree, and so it's going to be a cold night on the road um, against you know against your rival in an environment with the, with the noise and the bells, and uh, maybe that's keeping the uh, the the line down. So. If all line struggles, can't protect Dart and or give him time to throw, it's going to be a long night, possibly so. Corey, I know you said it's uh, been a while. You usually just say 11 and 1, but with a lot returning next year in the current recruiting class and not including what they can do in the portal, they have a great chance next year. 
Yeah, you know, you, you were closer to being right than I was. I said eight and four. That was my August final locked-in uh, prediction was almost going eight and four. So you doing the 11 and one thing were, were closer uh, than me. So sports expert over here. Uh, I'm not, by the way. I'm, I'm not a sports expert. My quote-unquote skill, which it's debatable if I actually have one of those, uh, is that uh, I am a communicator. That is that is uh, my, uh, my my skill is communication. It is not um, not actually knowing sports because I uh, I don't, and uh, that's okay. If Leach were still there, I'd say it's closer, but I doubt they can come close. Just ask Hey Dad. Yeah, Hey Dad has been a downer this week. He has he has no confidence at all in this game even being close. Like he hates he hates he is he okay. Let me rephrase that. He hates the way this Mississippi State team has played this year. Of course, he doesn't hate this Mississippi State team, but he hates the way they've played all year long. I mean, even after wins, he was just like, whatever, that was terrible. I mean, the Arkansas win, he's like, this sucks. I mean, it, the whole season's bad. And this week, he has been, he's been a downer. He just hates their chances, doesn't think that they have, uh, doesn't think that they have it. Barring an APR bowl, this should be Rodgers' last game at Mississippi State. I wonder what his legacy will be. Um, that's interesting, right? Because, well, you know, if he loses this game, then I can tell you what it's going to be. And it, it's not going to be particularly good. Um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's really bearing on this because, look, he threw for a lot of yards. But, I mean, everybody knows, you know, kind of why that happened. It, it was a system deal. Um, he's not going to go down as one of the S like the SEC leading passer, like people thought he was going into the season. Um, he's n- certainly not the best quarterback in school history. Frankly, he's not in the top two, despite the numbers. So, I mean, lose this game and, and then transfer somewhere and, and there won't, you know, it won't be bad that people won't be like, Oh, Rogers was horrible. I hated his time, but it won't be like, Oh man, remember how great that was. At least I don't think so. It'll just kind of be like, you know, he played quarterback at state and was a good dude and carried himself really well and did good things uh, with his NIL opportunities. And that, that'll be more of his legacy is, is the person, not, not so much the player should they lose and, and he not play well, but you know, if he does and they win, then it's different. That's kind of how rivalries work, right? Legends are solidified or, uh, or the other is solidified, depending on how you play in this game. It's kind of how it happens sometimes. He said, weeks ago, what you don't want to happen is state remember how to play, quote, fight in a phone booth defense, and they get some big plays passing and end up winning just entirely too frustrating. I, I hear you. Last year, Rodgers was the most valuable player in blue in this game. Yes, defense, defense won uh, for Mississippi State a year ago for sure. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Yes, Michael and Bradley, happy Thanksgiving to both of you. If Ole Miss gets up 14-3 to three or 17-7, to seven, something like that, State will be tested to respond or lay down. They can't do the empty possession quarters like they have. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, this game is different, I suppose, but but State has had, at periods of time this year, It's it, they, they've had the quitting body language. It, it happened in Kentucky. It certainly happened in, in College Station as well. Um Got punched in the face early last Saturday and, and ended up winning that game, and, and that matters. That's important. Um, but 
if you get up a couple of scores early, you know, you, you do wonder how locked in they will remain knowing that their coach is gone and, and stuff like that. What's my take on Chris Lowe tweeting Dart didn't practice Monday and Dart's dad calling him out? That 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 whole Chris Lowe injury thing just annoys me. I mean, because you know where it comes from, right? And, uh, I mean, Jackson Dart's going to play. And, and, yes, he like, two things can be true at once. Like, he, he's going to play, and he is banged up. So nothing Chris Lowe said is, like, inherently incorrect, despite the whole not practicing on, on Monday thing. But um, I just kind of roll my eyes at the game. Uh, I mean, Mississippi State is going to prepare for Jackson Dart as if he's 100%. You know, I mean, I, I don't think – floating that out there that he's injured is, I mean, I guess it possibly could, you know, uh, maybe add to like the prestige of the win, you know, Dart didn't practice this week and you can like build up a narrative that way. But um, I kind of rolled my eyes at it. It's, it's just, he's going to play. Of course he's going to play. Everybody knows he's going to play and he is banged up. And um, I I wonder how often you can be used in that way uh, before, you know, you, you kind of get fed up with it. But obviously, today is not that day. It sounds like Jaden Williams is going to play, Neil. I, I don't think that Pettis will, though. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. They're going to do what they can to keep Ole Miss out of an access bowl? No, uh, absolutely not. The, the opposite. The SEC wants Ole Miss to play in an access bowl. A- absolutely, they do. Um I mean, the game, if they were to rig the game, they would rig this game for Ole Miss winning because they won another team in an access bowl. So, no, that I just I don't agree with you there. You look forward to it being either over early, very early, or an ugly slugfest. Nowhere in between. If Ole Miss comes out and scores three and out for State, Ole Miss scores again, I'll, it'll get out of hand early. I do agree with uh, with that. Ole Miss is going for their fourth win in five tries in Starkville. Home field advantage hasn't been much at all. That is kind of a weird thing in this rivalry uh, lately, right? I mean, State won last year. I mean, Ole Miss won in 17, but, I mean, you know how how that went. That uh, They won in Kiffin's first trip there, as you know. So, yeah, the the, um, the road team has had some success lately. Playoff committee is a bunch of idiots. Yes, they uh, yes they are. Twelve team BCS seeded playoff would be nice. It would, excluding Dart, Judkins, and Harris. What player would I most want back next year? That's a good question. Caden Priestcorn would be somebody that I would want back uh, next year. He's got eligibility if he wants it. I know he's got a uh, you know he's married and has a young child, um, and so maybe he's just ready to go on and and just get a four-year contract from somebody, but, I mean, what if he goes undrafted, you know? I mean, he could return to Ole Miss and, I assume, get six figures plus in NIL and, and a comfortable, um, you know, a comfortable sum of money there, if we're being honest. I mean, he, he could get money uh, by returning to Ole Miss and improve some of that draft stock. Knock on wood, you would hope he doesn't get hurt, especially after getting hurt this year, but he could improve his NFL status. There's always risk, though, in that because you could get – uh, you could get hurt, but he will get paid to return if he wants to. So that's what I like about NIL, guys. I mean, I know people hate it and stuff, but the, the guys like a, a Caden Prescore now are more likely to stay in school because the school can give them money and they can return and improve their draft stock instead of 
going to the draft, risk not getting drafted, get picked up as a UDFA, and, and you know, it, and may not make it. And so in this case, you're keeping fringe players in school longer, which is better for the overall health of college football. So uh, the Access Bulls will be uh, in the 12-team playoff. They, they will use them um, after the first round. So. 2011 Ole Miss had completely given up. Dead program, no doubt about that. Closest game to this is 2008. Oof, it goes like that. You graduated from Ole Miss in 2022 and started med school at ETSU this year. You went to your first FCS game, ETSU versus the Citadel. You were right. It's a ton of fun, especially in that stadium too, right? It's a brand new stadium there. Uh, I hate to tell you that uh, your uh, your Bucks got their asses kicked by my Paladins, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sure you'll forgive me for that. No, I mean, it, man, it's great, you know? Uh, it, it's still really good football. Like, it's a high-level football, and the tickets are cheap, and the seats are great. I mean, what's not to love? Uh, I, I'm so happy and, and proud of my FCS football, which was one double-A at the time upbringing, man. I'm, and um, You've got a good program now for, I, I guess, would it be your second team, right? Because Ole Miss will be team number one, but you'll have like that secondary you know, FCS team. It's a good program, and they win a lot. And even though you weren't there for it, uh, you did uh, get an SEC win recently. Uh, you beat Vanderbilt, what was it, last year, two years ago? So, yeah. What happens if both uh, Florida State and Louisville have two losses after the ACC championship game? Florida State makes the uh, makes an access bowl. Louisville does not. That That's what happens. And um, if Ole Miss wins, they would make it in that scenario. You're sorry, but a group of five shouldn't get in over a power five just because they're a group of five. Let the chips fall where they may. I actually disagree with you on that. And that's okay. You know, I, I understand the argument for just give me the top 12, but um, I saw Tony Barnhart say it. And, and as you guys know, I just mentioned, I, I mean, I grew up on Furman football, which is different. But um, I, I do think that, again, for the overall health of college football, the non-Ohio states of the world need access. Uh, they, they need something to play for. So you either have to create a separate championship or there, there has to be something to play for. The, the scene at James Madison this, this past weekend was unbelievable, and there are millions upon millions upon millions of people, more people, that grow up on the non-12 big brand college football teams than those. And so if you diminish the importance of James Madison, of Tulane, of Furman and East Tennessee State, if you diminish all of their importance, if you keep just pushing them down and pushing them down, there are people that are going to lose interest in college football. I grew up on it. I grew up on small college football. I, I didn't like the the, the Clemson. The, like I liked the Furman games. That's where I fell in love with the game. Lewis Ivory who signed that that little thing. I make sure I was pointing at it correctly. Was a Walter Payton Award running back, and I'll never forget watching Lewis Ivory run the football and. Uh, Will Bouton, the linebacker, and Joel Bell, the offensive tackle, and Jerome Felton, the fullback that played in the NFL. And that's where I fell in love with the game. And if you take that away, if you lessen the importance of those, then you're going to 
not generate as much love for the game, and it's ultimately bad for the uh, the overall health of the sport. And I know some people would say, well, that's BS. Who cares? I just want to see the best teams. I, I understand that. But um, I do think that if you're going to have a division of 130 teams um, and you're only going to give access to half of them, then what's the point of having that division? Um, I, I do. I, I really do like the the group of five's inclusion. So if you're going to take that away, then you need to give them their own championship. Alabama is probably the second best team in the country right now, but you can't just rank them number two. I agree with you. Who has Missouri and Penn State beaten to be ranked above Ole Miss? Um, Penn State's best win is Iowa, and Missouri's best win is Tennessee or Kansas State. So, resumes don't align with each other. Weather ended up being okay here. I mean, it, it rained and stuff. There was, there was a tornado warning just north of me, uh, like the second I got home uh, from, uh, from the show. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's all it was, just a lot of rain and stuff. Even if Ole Miss doesn't get into an NY6, they still have a chance to do something special, so you're good with it. 11 wins has never happened in the history of the program, absolutely. State should start the game with an onside kick. Yeah, or what the hell, you know, fake punt, do crazy stuff. The problem is now that you're at four, you can never go back to two. Okay, we'll pick two this year, though. Okay, say Ohio State beats Michigan and wins the Big Ten, okay? Uh, Georgia wins the SEC, right? Uh, Washington wins the Pac-12. J- just those three. For- forget Texas, who beat Alabama. Uh, forget Florida State, who lost their quarterback. Those three, how do you pick two? How do you pick two? They all went undefeated. Washington played a great schedule. Ohio State had a good enough schedule. And, and George- So how do you pick two? From those three right there, if you think we should go back to two, how do you pick two from an undefeated Washington an undefeated Ohio State, and an undefeated Georgia. Pick two. How do you do that? That's not right. It's, it's not right. So that, that's not the, the right formula either. The style points Thursday. Ole Miss could benefit from, uh, from the style points. So, Any real leading candidates for the state job? Man, we've got like dueling... Uh, Dueling hot boards and, and information and stuff coming out right now. I mean, there, there's there's one site that says one thing and one site that says another. And and I say all that to say I don't know. I, I do not know at all, frankly. Um, it's been reported that Chadwell is not interested. It's been reported that they are engaged uh, with Chadwell. But I will say, and this applies to basically every coaching search, not all of your candidates are interested in your job. This just when you read that, don't believe it because every candidate's interested is bullshit. Forgive my language, but it is. So they're not all interested. I, I promise you, I promise you. And again, this applies to every single coaching search, all of them. Before you even do the you're an Ole Miss guy thing, Ole Miss got turned down by their first candidate in the Lane Kiffin coaching search. They did. So it happens to everybody. I promise you, Mississippi State has already been said no to. And not the other way around. I promise you they've been said no to. They all get said no to, okay? But like this idea that, oh, they're all these coaches, they, they just they all want the job is is BS. It's not true. And again, that applies to every coaching search. But 
when I see that, I just roll my I, I cannot roll my eyes harder. It's crazy. Is the bull streak really that important if they already have a five win and a three win season in there? Yes, it uh, it is. If state goes to a bowl, the the interim's going to continue to coach it. I, I would assume. If Ole Miss gets, goes up 14 to nothing and has the ball back without scoring, it's green flag racing on the way to a blowout. Yeah. Oh, this is not nice. State should have done the drone show before halftime so their fans could have seen it. It's bad matchups all over the field for Mississippi State, especially on defense. I'm way behind, by the way. I need to catch up. I, I'm going to rapid fire this because we are uh, – we're. we're we're going long, which is okay. I appreciate you guys, but I'm going to start rapid firing here. But yes, Mississippi State does have a, a lot of bad matchups uh, in, in this game. So this is a big opportunity. Uh, so to your question, how big of an opportunity do I think it is uh, for this game for Ole Miss to separate itself from State as a program, um, especially depending on who they hire, right? Now they can knock the the coaching hire out of the park and you get some influx of momentum there, but I mean, it, it's no secret that Ole Miss is dominating the, the recruiting class within the state right now uh, as well. So if you can win the game, either go to an access bowl or, or find a way to 11 wins and dominate within the state of recruiting and return quarterback, running back, multiple wide receivers, possibly tight end, bunch of guys on defense entering the 12-team playoff era, then, then yeah, it would feel like there's a pretty sizable gap between the two. Fitzgerald has a better legacy than Rodgers, right? If Rodgers loses the game, yes. Yes. So Will's legacy will be similar to Tyler Russell's. That's interesting. I'll ask Haydad about that to uh, tomorrow. Chase's state fence is absolutely on Fitzgerald. My family in Oxford tells me when the wind is high and the moon is out, people still catch glimpses of Nick Fitzgerald running freely through Oxford. He was unbelievable that day. He, uh, he really was. Your biggest regret of being a lifelong state fan is Mullen left a year too early and Moorhead tried to make a tried to make Fitzgerald a Trace McSorley in downfield past. Absolutely. Mullen with that 18 defense is better than 14. Yes, I, I agree. Uh Dan Mullen with that team. Damn, man. I mean, they had the best defense in college football. Lost four games. The best defense in college football. Not hyperbole, like the number one ranked defense in college football and lost four games games. Forky doing a good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. You've heard Micah's season is done. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. Priest corn back would be huge. Uh, apparently they're working on it. Now it doesn't mean that they're, they're, they're going to be successful uh, in that endeavor, but it, um, that they are working on it. They, they are absolutely uh, working on trying to get him back. So, that state defense was loaded with not just NFL bodies, but high-level Pro Bowl NFL defensive talent. Mullen's offense that had Fitzgerald as a would have been a nightmare in their best shot at the playoff, 100%. That, that year's got to just sting so bad. So, so, so bad. You honestly hope that Ole Miss just hosts one playoff game in Oxford at some point. It would be the best thing ever. It really would. I mean, again, I talk about my background going to Furman games, the, the, those playoff games, right? That program up there is uh, from when they beat Western Kentucky in the playoffs. I'll never forget that game uh, for as long as I live. 
the the feeling of playoff football is it's really hard to describe if you haven't been a part of it, right? And that's that's ten thousand people. Uh, having a playoff game in in this state would be just it would be a feeling that, frankly, as a fan, you've never had before. Because I know that that both programs have won national championships in baseball. You know football is different, and everybody knows it. Football is so, 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 so different. A playoff football game in the stadium on your campus would be a feeling as a fan I think you've never had. You're not worried about bowl placement. You just want to see Ole Miss win 11 games. That would be huge for the program. Yes, it would. And, they and you know, they would win 11 games, and there would be still people like Barrett Salee, who I really, really like, that uh, would say things like, Kiffin can't win big games, which is so stupid. The thought of Ole Miss playing Iowa just makes you laugh. Highly doubt they lose. It would go exactly like the Kentucky game last year for Iowa would, uh, would go. Same thing. You asked this on Neil's postgame podcast. Does the coaching carousel change when the 12-team playoff arrives? Okay. Um, yeah, right? I mean, it would have to because you, you'd have – I mean, you would eventually have a school that would lose their coach that, – that, that would have their coach leave – a playoff team, wouldn't you? Because, you know, I've seen people say things like you're going to eventually have a, a player opt out of a playoff game when you go to 12. I mean, I've seen that. And I just – can a coach – would a coach be able to leave? I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I've got to see it first. I've got to see it first. I don't know. I gave you a really bad answer there. I just, I don't know. With the Bulls losing their importance, do I think that changes the way Lane views the Egg Bowl? They have spoken about it a little bit differently this week. And I think part of it is mostly just because they lost last year. Uh, but especially the players, not so much Lane, but Lane even kind of alluded to, you know, the, the getting the trophy back thing, which is very different. Uh, than what you've heard from him uh, in the past about this game. Um, I, I don't know if it's more that he understood. Now that they are doing more recruiting of Mississippi and emphasizing high school recruiting more than they have in, in the past, he understands that winning this game does help in, in that regard. I don't know, but they've talked about it differently. What does that mean? I don't know, but they have talked about it differently. How many almost fans are going to be in the crowd? Fifteen or twenty thousand? No, not not twenty, but more than in the last few years, I think. I agree with you, Lane. I think that the twelve team playoff would will help spread talent across the country. You are already seeing in the NIL era that the the talent is a little tiny little bit more spread out uh, in terms of recruiting uh, than in years past. So. Yeah, Matthew, I saw this. DeSanto Rollins is now using priest corn in his lawsuit against Ole Miss and Kiffin. Yeah, he's claiming, or I guess his lawyer is claiming, that um, Lane Kiffin is racist because Lane Kiffin uh, gave Caden Priestcorn time off to go see his ailing and now deceased father 
as evidence that he racially discriminated against him for not giving him time off. Using a teammate's father's death as comparable to your situation is uh, it's sick. Foul is the word I used on Twitter. It is absolutely foul. And of course, you know, Twitter is an absolute cesspool. But front office sports absolutely ran this story with the headline that they did in hopes that people wouldn't read it because when you do, you realize that, wait, what the hell? That that doesn't make any sense uh, at all. Um, but you see the reaction to it. People aren't reading it. They're just reacting and, and believing the headline when the examples that are being used as are a kicker that was suspended for a year and a player who was allowed to leave the team for a short period of time, but didn't miss a game, by the way, did not miss a game. The example that he's using is a player that did not miss a game that was able to leave the team to go be present when his father died, didn't miss a game. And, and that is being used. It's, it's sick. It's foul is what it is. And, um, it, it went from a sad story to, a malicious one. I, I thought it was initially sad at first. You know, a guy that was getting bad advice or, or whatever, but but using the using it is sick. It, it's awful. I, I mean, I, I couldn't fathom. Um, I mean, I know lawyers lawyers have a bad reputation, but I, I couldn't fathom sitting in my office and, and and using that and writing that out and submitting that and then leaking it to a publication and thinking, yeah, I did good today. Uh, that, that that just takes a, a level of callousness that, that I can't comprehend, frankly. I, I can't wrap my mind uh, around using uh, a teammate's father's death uh, as a way to take a shot two days before the biggest game of the year. Uh, it's, it's foul, but people aren't going to read it, and they're going to do what they do and, and react to it without actually uh, reading it because that's how the Internet works. But if um, – if you read any of it, you know how bad it is. It's it's sick, man. I I, I can't anyway. I, I'm rambling now at this point, but it's foul. Is is what it is. You wouldn't shock you at all if Thursday was a pseudo home game for Ole Miss. State fans are so checked out on this team and in such deep white flag mode that you'd be shocked if they had a great turnout. Especially the weather; it's going to be cold too, uh, you know, and and that might keep some people away as uh, as well. The game being emphasized more and more makes it losable for you. Almost 38, state 16. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, like 35, 17, 38, 17, something like that. Unpopular opinion, you want the game to be back on Saturdays. My Twitter and my uh, mentions tell me that it's very popular, that more people want it to be moved to Saturday, myself included. Would I be surprised if it's another 200-plus yard game for Trey Harris? Yes, I, I would be surprised because I do think State's going to try to take him away. But you're just hoping uh, nobody does anything stupid in this game. Me too. Me too. I like when the football game is about the actual football game. I don't like all the other sideshow stuff. I think it gives uh, people 
opportunities to point and laugh uh, at, at us um, as opposed to, you know, watch the game and see. I mean, the, the, this rivalry has had great players in it. I mean, guys that are currently dominant in the NFL have played in this game and um, people just look at it like a sideshow. And so the, the fewer of these things that happen in the future, the more people will pay attention to realize, well, shoot, we've got great environments and great towns and great players. And it's actually like a really compelling football game and not a sideshow. So. Jolie Dunn had a number one ranked defense at Ole Miss on a team that won five and six. That is before my time, but I have heard that uh, before. So. Edward, for some reason, I think that Arkansas is going to beat Missouri. Don't ask me why. I can't tell you why because I have no idea. I have no idea. Happy Egg Bowl, Hail State. Happy Egg Bowl to you, sir. I, I do agree with this, though. The only drawback of moving the Egg Bowl off of Thanksgiving is the potential of losing a night game time slot. You love seeing the game under the lights. Chase, you're the man. You say happy Thanksgiving, my rebel brethren. If I'm not here Thursday, it's not because I'm embarrassed. I'm traveling with the four-year-old triplets is a job, and I make no promises to be available for stream. I've got one, Chase, and, and he takes everything out of me. You and your wife are incredible people for somehow, somehow finding a way to survive as human beings with triplet freaking four-year-olds you guys are are built different you really are you'll be at the game oh awesome man uh have fun enjoy yourself um they the district has changed a lot uh since i first moved to mississippi so uh have fun you're gonna get bells rung in your face though but but uh but have fun priest corn did it the right way i'm sure yes i'm i'm very sure as, as well Starters of Warriors, zero doubt about that. All said, I have concerns with his health. It's obvious he's been playing hurt since Arkansas. I hope he can get closer to full health by the bowl game. Well, he definitely will by the bowl game. Those four weeks off will will certainly help. Um, yeah, he's not 100%, though. And, and you, you, I mean, he's not going to be able to run the, the same in this game, it looks like, with that shoulder being what it is. But, again, I think really... Uh, the the only thing that Ole Miss has to do is just keep him upright. I don't think they're going to have to run him much. I, I think that there is a huge mismatch with Ole Miss's receivers and State's defensive backs that they're not going to have to ask him to, to run a whole lot. At least I don't think so. How are the Pelicans doing? They're hitting a stride. They're playing much better lately. They're getting healthy. Zion and Ingram are, are figuring out how to do a, a two-man game together. And, yeah, they're playing well. It's a lot of fun. This game is all about the lines. Ole Miss must see improvement on both sides of the line to take care of business like they should. Luckily for Ole Miss, their their defensive front has feasted on bad offenses this season, and this has been one so far. Yes, that counts, Memphis Rebel. That counts. That uh, that counts. So anyway, I've uh, I've got to run, guys. I, I went way long, and that's okay because I appreciate you and I love you guys. So uh, like the video. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Um, don't put out a uh, fried turkey with water. Tip of the day. Um, 
But have fun. Be safe. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Try to enjoy the Egg Bowl as best you can. Eat a lot of food. Enjoy your family. Don't talk about politics. And I will see you on Thursday night, post-game. If it's a blowout, we'll start early. But if it's close, uh, the second the game ends, we will be uh, right here. So I will see you guys then. You are the best. And um, talk to you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.